As I look out at all of you, excuse me, <clears throat> I'm reminded at how lucky our students are to see all of you and support and love for our kids makes me happy. I love these children and I'm glad to see all of you here on this Sabbath and I know you're going to get a blessing. Adriel, on the right in gray, is our eighth grader, our entire eighth grade class. <laughs> And Adriel Contreras has been at Downers Grove since kindergarten, or as he says, all of his life. Well, it probably seems that way. Um, Ethan really has pretty much been here all of his life because he came, I'm sure, <laughs> when he was tiny, tiny, tiny. His mother is our kindergarten teacher. You know Kristen. And so Ethan really has been coming to Downers a long time. He's a seventh grader. Both of the boys have spoken before as part of the Truth for Youth program that we've done for quite a few years now. They are charming young men, and they put together a message that they have prepared just for you. So Adriel and Ethan, we're very happy that you're going to give the message today, and we're looking forward to a treat. Good morning. Happy Sabbath. Oh, great. Our, during World War II, there was a Philippine village. They were surrounded by the war. This entire village was entirely Seventh-day Adventist. In the middle of the entire village was a church. Everyone came inside to pray to their God. While they were there uh, praying, there was a German commander who came in to the village and ransacked absolutely everything in the village and burned down all their houses until the last building was the church. The commander came in and looked in front to see the podium. Behind the podium was a picture of Jesus. He slowly walked to the podium and grabbed the picture and took it outside. He ordered his men to stay around the church and shoot anyone who tries to escape. He called a man from inside to come out. He ordered him to spit on the picture of Jesus or to be shot. What's sad about this story is that he did this over and over again and the entire village spit on the picture of Jesus. Except for a little girl who instead of spitting on the picture of Jesus, rolled up her sleeves and wiped all of the spit. She stood there frozen, waiting to be shot. The commander was in such shock of her bravery that she commanded everyone else be shot. Job was a very rich man. He had 3,000 camels, 7,000 sheep, 1,000 camel, 1,000 oxen, 500 donkeys, seven, seven sons, and three daughters, and a wife. He was very pleased with all his riches. But up in heaven, in the council of the universe, uh, Satan was interrupting a very important meeting. Satan said, your servant Job is very, hmm, what's the word? 
very pleasant, and he will curse you if anything bad happens to him. God accepted the challenge and said, you may do whatever you want, but do not hurt him. One day, Job was in the fields when he, a messenger ran up and said, the Sabians attacked and killed the people in the fields taking and stole all your sheep and oxen. As this was happening, a second messenger came and said lightning struck all the donkeys and the people who were hurting them. As this was happening, a third messenger came. He said, Chaldeas raided the camels and killed all your camels drivers. As this was happening, a fourth servant came and said, your son's house, your oldest son's house collapsed and killed everyone, all your children. When I was five, I was in my room on Sunday in the morning. I walked downstairs and went into the laundry room. My dad was washing clothes and he noticed that some smoke was coming out of the dryer. He tried to put in, put out, but put it out. But when it got worse, he said to go tell your mom and Chris to leave and go call 911. I ran upstairs and told mom we need to get out of this house. My mom shoved me and Chris into the car and said to us, "Don't worry, we're going to be okay." I heard the sirens coming down the street, and soon there were emergency vehicles all around the street. Neighbors came out of their houses and walked over to our house. Firemen ran out, ran it out of our house with axes. Pastor came to our house and took me and Christopher back to his house. I remember jumping on the trampoline with Rachel and Joel and Christopher. Then I just realized that all my possessions that I had were burning in that fire. I felt sad that we had no house to return to. But even till the end, I still did not blame God. It wasn't long till people started helping us. And my sadness turned into happiness, and God turned my curse into a blessing, just like he did with Job. So Satan cursed Job with sores, and insomnia and with nightmares. And as well as having terrible nightmares when he slept, Job could not keep his food down, which meant he lost a lot of body weight and could not move very much. His own wife tried to make Job curse God to make this entire nightmare end, but yet Job did not curse God. When I was three, my mother was doing the laundry. She thought I was upstairs in my room fast asleep, but somehow I managed to get outside. A pinwheel caught my attention and I walked over to it, which was in front of my neighbor's house. 
she, she saw me when she looked out the window and wondered what I was doing. A few minutes later, my mom is done with the laundry and walks upstairs. She then gets a knock on the door and says, who is it? My neighbor responds saying, it's me. She opens the door and finds her saying, did you lose something? <laughs> it takes a few seconds for her mother to try to find something that she lost. She said, no, I don't believe so. She slowly walks to one side and there I am just standing with a pinwheel. I am very glad that she found me because if she hadn't found me that day, I would not be here talking to all of you. God came to Job in a storm. He told him, you are speaking about things that you do not understand. And he said, do you hold the stars together? Do you rule over everything that I've created? God said to Job, you should just trust in me. Then after that, God gave Job twice as much as every, everything he had. He got, he got twice as much. He got 6,000 camels, 14,000 sheep, 2,000 oxen, 1,000 donkeys, 10 sons, and 10, and still one wife. During a trip to Camp Akita, we went to the swimming hole. I'm sure some of you know Camp Akita. It's a very nice place. Uh, Ethan and I were the only people who wanted to go swimming since it was a very hot day, but the water was very cold. Um, when we got there, we accidentally locked the car with the keys inside. When we noticed this, it was by the time it was time for supper, and we were going to be late. So Miss Williams called the pastor, and they were talking for a few minutes. Then Adriel said, we will not leave you, Miss Williams. I wasn't really thinking that, but <laughs> I wanted to get there as, out of there as soon as possible. So we stayed there for a few minutes, and then Miss Williams said, why don't you go walk back to the camp lodge? So me and Adriel walked back to the camp lodge. By the time we got to the rock wall, the pastor came, in, came driving in a golf cart. He picked us up, drove us back to the place. We didn't start dinner yet. They were waiting for us. Then he drove back to get Miss Williams. Then Miss Williams and, the, and Adriel's mom told Miss Williams that there was an extra set of keys. So they got the car back and we got supper.
The main story of all of these, well, the main idea of all these stories is that we need to be patient and like Job and never blame God for all of our incidents. Nevertheless, your Lord, your God, would not listen to Balaam. But God, God loves what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nevertheless, the Lord, your God, would not listen to Balaam. But the Lord, your God, turned the curse into a blessing for you. Because the Lord, your God, loves you. Deuteronomy 23.5. All right. <laughs> Said I wasn't going to forget, and I forget. Um, for those who haven't been attending Truth For Youth, we are actually, we changed up a lot of stuff. They made their own presentation. They chose their own topics. We've been doing music at them instead of, you know, these pre-made. And at the end, I do a wrap-up. So I figured I'll do this even on Sabbath, that we would do a wrap-up of, of the story that they talked about. In my life, so far, I've done four funerals, four that I can think of. The first three funerals was a 22-year-old, a 15-year-old, and then a 19-year-old. The first one I used to work with, because I was a bivocational pastor, so I had a different job. I was, and I had to sit and watch all of my coworkers bawl their eyes out, all my friends, while I'm trying to get through this sermonette. I don't know if you know this, but it is believed that Job is the first book written in Scripture, the first chronologically written. So before God can deal with theology and creation and everything else, he's going to have to deal with death, suffering, and conflict. I have to deal with what really hurts people before I try to teach them about me. Because each one of you are going to experience death, sorrow, pain, crying, conflict. Each one of you. I hate to be a doomsdayer, but everybody in here will be touched by death. If you have not already. Each one of those people, those three, parents had to bury their own kids. And you see in the book of Job, he, not has to, he doesn't have to bury one, he has to bury ten at once. He loses everything, and then he has physical pain, but even outside of that, there is conflict with his only 
earthly confidant, his wife. There's conflict all around him. And you'd almost say, maybe it would be okay if he cursed God. Maybe. Yet he does not. He trusts, the, the reason this story's here is he trusts more than all of us, probably combined. He trusts more than all of us. The key theme in this, by the way, I, the key theme in this, I'll, I'll say this and then I'll, I'll get to the doubled part. I, I think that the, the climax of this happens in chapter 19, verse 25, and many of you know this because there was a song a few years ago written about this, but in verse 25 it says this of chapter 19. He was basically saying, my life stinks and everybody has forsaken me. Everybody in the world and outside of this world has forsaken me. But I know that my Redeemer lives, and in the end, he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. I myself will see him with my own eyes. I and not another, how my flesh yearns within me. Things are horrible, yet I know my Redeemer lives. I know he is faithful. Do you know that this is the story of Revelation also? The story of Revelation is really about when everything looks bad, everything, and everybody's oppressing you, and the, and the forces of evil are trying to snuff out your faith, Michael will rise up in your place and defend you. There will be a time where Michael rises up. Don't lose faith. The final point that I believe in the story of Job is, did you notice everything is doubled, right? The sheep doubled, camels doubled, oxen doubled. There's one thing that is not doubled. The children. Oh, and the wife. You brought that up. The <laughs> wife too. But that was a blessing. <laughs> I'm just saying, one wife, you know. The children were not doubled. Now, in Hebrew, there are some Hebrew scholars that say, yes, the children were doubled because of the hope of the resurrection. He will see them again. With the animals and stuff, whatever your theology is. But biblical theology is, I will see my children again. So he did have it doubled. We as Christians believe that we will see our loved ones again because of the grace of Christ. is our tradition. We will say what the Lord told Moses for Aaron to tell his people. Yevareka Adonai v'yishmareka, Ya'er Adonai panav alecha v'yichoneka, Yisa Adonai panav alecha 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The, the Lord make his face shine upon you and, and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance towards you and give you peace. Father, may we be encouraged that there will be a day for your faithful where there will be no more death, sorrow, crying, and pain. Until that moment, embrace those that are dealing with death, sorrow, crying, and pain. We are waiting for Michael to rise up. We are waiting for you to vanquish the enemy. May you be glorified, and may it be soon that we see the resurrection of our loved ones. We pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Happy Sabbath, everybody.